know, as, as I was reading, I was reading a, uh, an interview with you this morning. I kind of wanted to start with this because I, I had no. Uh, I've never sat down and listened to Jerry Lee Lewis's country records. Oh, really? Did you listen to him today? I did. What do you think? He's one of those. Pe- he's one of those people. He's like he, he's kind of like Chuck Berry to me, where it would just never occur to me to just sit down and listen to Chuck Berry. Right. And I don't know. Maybe 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 Chuck Berry like. It music- took me a long time to get to the point at that point yeah. with Chuck Berry too to realize that there's my friend who's like my friend Mylon who's like turns me on tons of music. He yeah. played me real Chuck Berry. Okay. I mean, it's the same stuff as the yeah. hits, but it's the songs that you don't you know yeah. as well, and it's just so good, and it's endless. So you should do Chuck Berry. Too. Okay, oh, yeah. Go ahead about Jerry Lewis. No, no, no. It was, it was a say, you know, saying you know, and you know, like you know, great, great balls of fire and, and all that. And I, I just, I mean, right. like, I, I, I guess part of me knew that it went deeper than that. Obviously, like, see, he's still around, right? Yes. Yep. So obviously, like, he's had a long, long run. recording career, and yeah. you know, like all the pre Sun record stuff. But yeah, just never in all of my years did it occur to me to sit down and, and I mean. One, I was surprised by how earnest he can be. Yeah. You know, like singing, like, essentially gospel. Right, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the the thing that you said, I think, that made me want to sit down and listen to it was just, like, you know, he does have this kind of power in his presentation and in his vocals that, you know, we're not used to from kind of old country music right yeah he's just so it's just his voice is so booming yeah and he's just i don't know what it is but there's just it's sort of what i always long for in old country music and also he picks like the, the picks the good songs i feel like yeah uh, but yeah i mean i do remember being floored by it, listening to willie's roadhouse on yeah. serious radio yeah. and being like who the hell is that that's like the best country voice i've heard and like why don't i know this person and then they're like oh it's jerry lee lewis and uh and there's so much he, he recorded you know he recorded a lot of stuff yeah. And there's something very authentic about it. He does like, you can t- even if it's covers, he's su- covering stuff that's very like specific and personal, like, clo- well, close he, to him. He covered the, 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 he, he, he on one of these. He does a, a you know I think it's probably like a mid seventies. He does a cover of uh, me and Bobby McGee. Uh huh. And he rhymes Bobby McGee with Jerry Lee. Oh, right. He always references himself. <laughs> he puts yeah. his name in there. Oh, he always was Jerry it's Lee. It's the greatest thing. Yeah. Like who. I, Johnny Cash wouldn't have that. Right, I know. He, yeah. Like, who, like who, who I'm sure who he would still do does that? that. That's like one of his little trademarks, yeah. I guess. It's kind of amazing because it's like, you know, it's. I, I think maybe Chris Christopherson wrote it, and obviously, uh-huh. like, it was like a John, Janis Joplin song. Right. And he's like, he's like, no, you know what? This is this is a goddamn Jerry Lee Lewis song. <laughs> right, now. yeah. Put himself in it. it it's interesting, too. You know, I don't. I, 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 I don't listen to radio like I, I used to at all. I mean, you said you were listening to, to Sirius, and I do sort of miss that. This is the kind of the thing that I'm, like, grappling with a little bit now because I'm kind of purely Spotify at this point. Right. And, you know, the kind of the accidental discovery right. is not really a part and that of that. Ha- I'm just so it. tuned out to, um, to Spotify. I just yeah. don't – I honestly don't – it's kind of embarrassing, but I don't know how to like log into my. There's just so many passwords, as you know, yeah. in life these days. It's like that one is just like when I want to listen to something, I can't do it, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it later. Yeah, so I, I don't know how to log into my Spotify, okay. but I, I used to. Do I, I'll it. help you after the podcast. <laughs> I'll teach you how. But I um, so yeah, I don't really know. But aren't, I thought that there were like sort of curated little things, that, I, areas in it. You know, there 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 I guess there are. I mean, they're not great. You know, it's not like 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 Pandora. I mean, it's not like it's not right. built around that in the same way. And I. You know, I, I sort of treat it. 
I, I treat it more like just having a really big record collection. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's really it's really good if you're like a music nerd and a completist. Right. You know, at like I was like, oh, Jerry Lewis's country records. Oh, right. there's everything he ever recorded right. in history. Um, but yeah, I, I you know I sort of get caught up in these like in these little loops. Right. And I almost I you know I don't even like I don't even have my like my old iPod anymore. So right. at least like at least I could flip through that and be like, oh yeah, that's a thing that I haven't listened to in a while. Right, right, right. And I yeah. don't really I don't do that anymore. You know, I was in a I was in a bar. Um, a couple weeks ago, and I heard this song. I was like, I'd never, I'd never heard it before, and it excited me. And I kind of forgot what that feeling was like. Right, I'm, that's a great thing when yeah. that happens. Um, I always like. What's the last time that happened to me? I, that, that, this, that like sort of hipster pizza place in Williamsburg, Roberta's. Have you been to that place? No, I know. So it's like you can have to narrow it down it a little was, further. Right, no, I know. Hipster pizza place in Bushwick, the one okay. in Bushwick. It's like sort of the centerpiece of of, of Bushwick hipsterdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in there with my wife, and they were playing this song. I felt like such a, like an old fart. And yeah. I would like ask like the waitress what it was, and yeah. I like went and asked the person what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really a great thing when that happens. Yeah, I did. I I, I was I, I I had that happen last time I was in San Francisco. Uh, as at the City Lights bookstore, and I <laughs> this at this weird moment because you know the the woman it was like a very attractive woman behind the counter, and I was like. There's no way she thinks I'm actually interested in what this is. Right, totally. You know, she, uh-huh. she definitely thinks I have some ulterior motives. <laughs> are you? So, so you're not? Are you listening to as much music as as you were? Anyone yeah, I listen it? to tons. Yeah, we yeah. really do at our house. We listen to music constantly, and yeah. I constantly buy. I, I allow myself. I don't really spend any money on anything. Yeah. Um, but I do spend. I allow myself to buy whatever whatever records I want. Is it? Is it? Is it newer stuff? I mean, are you trying to keep on top of things? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I I started maybe like, it's been a while now, like maybe eight years ago. I used to be anti-anything new. I was just totally like... Why? No, it's just that I didn't like anything. I didn't pay very close attention, and I I didn't like what I heard, and I felt like, just why bother? Um, And I just, like you know, it was like classic rock and all that stuff is what I love. So I was like, I don't like this new stuff. Um, but then I really started trying, uh, and, and I listen to new stuff all the time. I love I, buy, buying new records is definitely more exciting than buying old records to me now. Yeah, well, I, I, I have I had that that fear, right? The fear that you know you hit that age, and then you just like like you know most people happens a little bit earlier. You know, you know most people sort of get caught up and just sort of stop at high school or college, and that's kind of what they listen to. Maybe right. maybe Adele or somebody comes along right, and they, right, right. they broaden their horizons a little bit, but. You know, that's I'm like I have this like I'm like I'm like fighting against time that if I stop listening to new music and that's kind of the end of me. Right. Yeah, I know. It's nice to keep I feel I do feel like I'm very up to date. Yeah. Um, and like excited about them. I, I like I like a, a lot of new records. This time you really listen to Christmas music. So there's not really any new Christmas records I like. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I do like a lot of new stuff. What's uh what what? Give me some Christmas record. Rec- this is going to come out way after Christmas, probably. But give me some Christmas record recommendations. We listen to like, I guess starting in like November, we started listening to like classical music okay. all the time, and then uh, just because it's so you're inside, like it's Bach cold. Or... Yeah, we listen to Bach actually, yeah. like Bach, like harpsichord stuff and like piano stuff, and um, and like a lot of solo piano stuff. Yeah. I really like. Um, and then after Thanksgiving, we switched to like full on holiday music. Okay. And I have a lot of holiday records. I don't know because yeah. they're cheap and like yeah. there's there's an you know there's a level of cheese that is totally acceptable. Um, so 
I just get a month of guilty pleasure, basically. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, the schmaltzier ones I'm not so into anymore. But I listen to like, you know, I like the Bing Crosby. I like the classics. Okay. Bing yeah. Crosby and like Gene Autry. Yeah. And, yeah. And like uh, boys' choir music, and Nutcracker. I love the Nutcracker. Yeah. I, listen to Nutcracker I, I like John Fahey's Christmas stuff a lot. Oh, I really like that, that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got into that. Yeah, I got into J- John Fahey whenever, like, ten years ago or yeah. something, and was really thrilled to see that he had the Christmas album. Yeah. Um, are, are, did you find yourself? I mean, you, obviously you've got kids, but you put that kids' record out last <laughs> year. Were you listening to kids' music when you were making it? I tried to re- after I started doing it when I was about mostly done with it I figured I should sort of research kids <laughs> records kids music I mean I knew some stuff I knew like yeah. Johnny Cash's Christmas record I mean Johnny Cash's kids record yeah. which uh, which is good I, mean, yeah. I think he didn't I think he maybe put it had like three songs for it and the rest are sort of actually don't really make any sense in that album but it's still good okay then like and Woody Guthrie's one okay. I really liked um, Pete Seeger's Pete Seeger yeah I sort of I don't know I, yeah. I sort of struggle it's just a little yeah. stiff for my taste for some reason. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right. There's something about Woody Guthrie and yeah. Johnny Cash so much more like, I don't know, human. I, nor- and yeah, well, I think what was great about like Woody, Woody, Woody Guthrie versus Pete Seeger, you know, especially when you're listening to the kids' stuff, is like, like when you're listening to Woody Guthrie's stuff, you get this feeling that he's kind of like making it up as he's going along. Yeah. Like, you know, Pete Seeger, it's like, oh, yeah, I was reading in the... Oxford English, you know, like right. he was like he's like really doing his research and he's digging it up and he needs all the like context right. and everything. Right, right, right. That's definitely why I like the Woody Guthrie stuff. Yeah. yeah, it seems very like silly. He's being just sort of a, an ass, yeah. and it's just kind of funny. What, what was the uh, what was what was the reasoning behind that? Was it because you had kids? Yeah, I just all sort of the timing just worked out that yeah. I like. The Walkman weren't we decided not to do it anymore really yeah. and I mean I'd already been working on songs I just had like I didn't know I just really wanted to write stuff for myself yeah and like it's, I started writing all these different I was gonna be like I really wanted to do I really like country music I was gonna do like a country record yeah of like I had all these songs and I was gonna be it was gonna be like a pseudonym and like gosh. but all the songs were just like sort of vulgar and yeah. like Raunchy, and I thought I thought they were really funny. Yeah. But like, I just felt weird. Like, why? I don't want to sing these sort of raunchy songs, and like, it just didn't feel right. And then I wrote like a kid song. I wrote the song called "We Like the Zoo," which is on my record. Um, and I thought it, I, I don't know. It just seemed I liked it a lot. I thought it was really funny. And I, I played it for my wife, and and she and I also played these other songs, like more serious songs. I had whatever. I wrote like so many songs. I was yeah. trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and she like loved the kid song, and she was like, "You should, you really should make more songs like this." So I was like, and I sort of already had that inkling that I, that it would be really fun to make, just as like a creative project, mm-hmm. like make your like fantasy kids record and try to make it really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just sort of dove in, and I just and I then I had like a few songs, and I played it for a couple people, like my old like Walkman manager, and like just a few people who I thought. I could get some sort of indication if anybody in the world would like it or if there's any if I'm wasting my time and people liked it so yeah. I was like fuck it I'm just gonna do it <laughs> but, I, but I, I like that you know you had, you had like two pads on the table and one of them is dirty country record and the other was kids record yeah I know I've been trying to figure out what I do have these two country songs that I, at yeah. some point I, I really think they're funny and catchy but like nobody's but, ever heard but them but you can just you can just put that out there now right I, I guess mean, I could 
You, you don't necessarily. It just seems like I feel weird singing them. I feel like if I could yeah. hire like a guy with a great country voice to sing them, I would, that would be really cool. Yeah, I really someday I'm going to do that. Did, w- w- I mean, was it w- was it a very sort of concerted effort to make something as different from the Walkman as Definitely. possible? Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really wanted to do something that was just entirely that. I couldn't. I didn't want to be like in the same pool. I didn't want to be compared to anything I'd done before or to anything the other Walkman guys were doing. Yeah. I just wanted to do something that felt very fresh and just like I don't know. Writing those kinds of songs just felt totally. I mean, it's not that dissimilar from country music where you're writing sort of specific, you know, like especially like modern country music where you listen. Old country music does it too. You're listening, writing specific, very specific lyrics, like yeah. narratives and uh, and. So it, it felt like I could really do that with, with like a sort of kid themed record. Yeah, and and I guess it's kind of earnest in a way too, right? Yeah, and also and you can be really like funny, and yeah. you can be like sweet, and you can be everything's just sort of all the emotions are sort of exaggerated, and all the music is so that you know everything is so expressive. I think of like old Disney records, like every little detail is so expressive, um, and there's not that much subtlety to it, and yeah. it just. In the walking we dealt, there's so much subtlety to, or we, you know, we tried to scale it back, keep everything very subtle and and blended in a, in a way. Um, and so it was nice to just probably not subtle at all with the lyrics and with the instrumentation and with like the just the performances, everything. Everything had to have tons of personality, yeah. and it was really it it helped. It was great for me. It helped me like really um, get excited about writing a different kind of stuff. And and kind of like and like sort of scrap everything and rebuild it in a sense, right? I mean, exactly. Like yeah. It's you know, in in a way, I mean, it, it it seems like in a way, like writing a kid song is kind of just like creating like a skeletal structure. Yeah. Really going back to the basics. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not the chords. Uh, yeah, I didn't. All the work that I put on into it was in the in the words. Yeah. And like the sometimes I'd be like, you know, what, I I should put like a third chord and put a minor chord in there, so I'd be like. Okay, well, let me find a spot where I can put like a minor chord in there. Um, but really, it was just about working on the words, and and that was it. That was hard because if you know, and I'm glad that I didn't. I'm glad I took a long time to do it because the first batch of songs were just out, they're like I'd be very embarrassed. The first batch of kid songs. Yeah. Give, wait, wait, was it a subject matter? It was more like they were just too jokey, or I don't know what yeah. they were. They were too jokey. Yeah. And to like, give me a title. Give me a cute. title that didn't make it. I had like, what? Uh, what's the name? Uh, don't don't make fun of daddy. That kind of thing. <laughs> and it's about like how I'm trying my best and like <laughs> leave him alone. That kind of thing. It's, like it was more it's like for a, you it was than sort the of kids. a child defend. It was what I guess yeah. it was sort of my child defending me. Like I'm yeah. doing my best. Yeah. Like leaving me alone. But I, you know, I, I hadn't. It, it like. I don't know. I, I, I missed it the first time around. Um, and went back and, and, and listened to it now. And it's probably not on my radar because it was, you know, a kid's record. But it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't strike me as being a kid's record. I don't know if necessarily, I mean, you know, obviously when you listen to some of the lyrics, but um, like the Beatles song, for example, like if you were like, you didn't tell me that was on a kid's record, it wouldn't necessarily be immediately clear. Yeah, no, I don't think... Yeah, I mean, a lot of kids' music, especially new kids' music, it's, yeah. it's a different thing. It's yeah. very different. There's a lot... It's, it's like, it's... It's, you know, it's... There's a different angle. And it's... it's they're, like, educational, yeah. or they're... I don't know what they are. But, it, yeah, I didn't know anything about the kids... I learned, actually, some about the kids' music world after uh, I did my record. But, um, yeah, no, I think of it as, like... The other reason it made sense to me is because I love, like... 50s rock I love like Lieber and Solar like yeah. coasters like yeah. Yakety Yak all that kind of yeah. stuff 
and you listen to that stuff, and it's just, you know, even even the like the romantic songs are whatever. They're they're still sort of extre- they're sort of goofy, and yeah. they're, but they're also really sweet, you know. Yeah. So I was trying to make I was trying to copy that stuff, and trying to make it like I had no interest in actually being a, for kids. I, I, the whole time I wanted to for it to be like just a sort of thing that adult parents would listen to like before their kids were old enough to tell them they didn't want to listen to that anymore uh, you know but, but, but between that and, and the new record um, you know with, which deals with, uh, with, with with painters I mean I, I was like this there's no way this guy is in a Jonathan Richmond band what's that <laughs> I, oh yeah, yeah of course like you know I mean they're, they're, I know the Jonathan I, I totally I was when I got so excited about the art history <laughs> idea and then I was like yeah. I had a few songs and suddenly I was like I was like very proud of myself. I was yeah. like nobody has nobody does songs about our history. And then I was like, fucking hell, of course yeah. they do. Jonathan Richmond yeah. does. The people the guy who people can definitely say that I'm copying. Well you know, I, I even before that though, you know, even even listening to Kids Record, um, I mean he is I mean you know, I guess in a way maybe he's kind of a template for modern Kind of, I, I, I don't know if indie's the right word, but I guess modern indie kids songwriting because he's writing. I mean, again, his stuff is earnest, but it's kind of funny, but it's not. You know, he wrote like the dinosaur song, right? And right I, yeah. I don't think that that was written as a kid's song. Wasn't that just on a Jonathan Richmond album? Totally, yeah. He would just blend them in. Yeah. Um, and but I do remember being like, I remember being in my twenties and listening to his post. Uh, I loved it. His post Modern, modern Lover stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I have all of it. I like was yeah. obsessed with it. Um, but there were some like uh, that, like the Ice Cream Man. When that would come on, I'd always be like, okay, that's yeah. just too much. I can't like yeah. I can't do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, he's definitely. I mean, I I love Jonathan Richman, and especially his the, his just after Modern Lover yeah. stuff. He's kind of the um, he's kind of like the Pee Wee Herman of songwriting, right? I mean, he's, yeah, because that's. I mean, that's why, you know, like, that. that's why a lot of that stuff holds up. Like, that's why, like, the, the Pee Wee movie holds up, right? Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's something about, I can't, you know, can't quite put my finger on it, but something about kind of the naivete. Yeah. the right word? Yeah, definitely. But also, I think that they both have, like, a real grit, like, a real edge to them, yeah. you know? I mean, Pee Wee definitely has a real edge to him, you know? The movie's really dark. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and it's really, I mean, it's genuinely, it's yeah. just so funny. He's just so incredibly funny. But in... Yeah, I actually haven't seen that in so long. Yeah. But um it's very much a Tim Burton movie. Right, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, no, I definitely see parallels between the two of them and I definitely know that anything I ever do will be in, in somehow influenced by them because I totally idolize them. The, the 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 new stuff, I mean in a way, I you know, it's not country, but I, I don't know, maybe maybe folk is a better word for it. I mean, it's really it's it's kind of a lot of it's pared down in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the songs start with just, like, guitar and singing, basically. Um, so there's, like, varying levels of stuff that I add to it to yeah. sort of, you know, make it fun to listen to. Um, or sometimes I don't add much at all. Were you... When, when, you, were, when you were writing songs in, in The Walkman, was it... Were you writing on piano? No. Uh, the Walkman was funny. I, like... I did so many different. Th- I mean, I like the the first couple of Walkman records. I did like drums. That's all I did was do like, write drum parts. And so, I mean, throughout the whole history of the Walkman, whenever we were yeah. writing, it was me playing drums and Paul playing guitar and Ham singing. Yeah, and that's how. I mean, that's how we wrote our songs. 
and um, and put together our arrangements. Um, but then, like, I guess around around the You and Me record, I started doing more. I, I guess I got I still love doing drums, but I got more interested in doing lyrics. So that's when Ham and I started. He's the singer. He's my cousin. Yeah. Uh, that's when we started doing lyrics together. Um, so for You and Me, we wrote. Um, we wrote a lot of the lyrics together, and then by Lisbon, we we wrote our own our own lyrics. Yeah. We wrote the song separately. I guess we collaborated some, but it was yeah. I got really into writing words around then. How how much control over a song do you have when you're when you're writing the drum parts? I mean, do you really a lot? Do you yeah yeah? I mean, I used to think of it as like that's you're deciding kind of. Like in really simple terms, you're deciding what kind of music it is. Yeah, what, yeah. What you're genre, saying, what, yeah. yeah, you're saying this is like, you know, if it's like a swing, and then it has, it's just you're sort of establishing the feel. Yeah. And um, I always did my best to try to make it weird, try to make it somehow unusual, and not make it just boom, pow, boom, boom, pow, boom, boom, whatever, you know, straight beat. Um, so I would. That was my obsession for a long yeah. time. Was coming up with cool beats. Did, did that did that change the way? I mean, did that it must have had some effect on the way you're writing songs. If like the first thing you're thinking about is the speed or the style, you mean back then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, versus. Definitely. I mean, do you, is that influence still there? Yeah, I think the rhythm the rhythmic yeah. thing is definitely still there because I'm. Yeah, I think like even the way that I, I just really don't think of myself as much of a singer. So I think I, I think I sing pretty rhythmically, and I think that I think the reason that. Uh, there's a certain bop to what I do it's just that I really love the rhythm stuff is what excites me a lot yeah. How apart from the words I like the rhythm and, I should yeah. be like a rapper because I like rhythm and words <laughs> you know what I mean if, if you're putting out albums under pseudonyms like <laughs> you, might, you might as well take that next step mm. um, so, so you know you what's interesting too is that you know you had this very it seems like you felt like you needed um not a set of songs, but a project yeah. in order to figure out what, what your next step was. It's nice to have something specific. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to, literally my goal, I was like, I'm going to try to make the best, like, funniest and, like, sweetest sort of kids record yeah. I can possibly, I'm going to put all of my energy into making this yeah. thing. And it was just a very specific, it's like an assignment. And It's uh, like, it's sort of like setting boundaries for yourself. Exactly, yeah. Instead yeah. of just with with, uh, with The Walkman, it was more, you know, it's a di- very different thing. When you also, when you're collaborating and you're trying to create an album. Um, but it's, as far as lyrically with The, with the Walkman, it was, it was definitely more open. We could write, you, we were writing about anything. It yeah. was, it was, and it was just more, a little bit more, I guess the words were more sort of abstract, too, or more, they weren't so narrative or specific Poetic, at all. yeah. Right. So... You know, it, it was nice to just be like to know to have a very specific assignment, and, I, and it was exciting to me. Yeah, I, you know, at the, uh, it was I guess was was it, was it was it liberating or was it sort of scary when you know obviously like in a sense, kind of people know you know people have an idea of what the Walkmen are, um, so you've you know you've 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 got a you've got a band set up but now when you're like going out on your own and you can do literally anything and you're picking like got a couple of very dissonant ideas in mind um is it exciting is it scary yeah it's both it's <laughs> definitely both um yeah it's it's so different it's not it's hard to, there's it has it feels completely i was yeah. so i mean with like the walkman i was so um i was very tuned in when we were writing stuff and and then, for 
the rest of the process, I was n- too, entirely tuned. I mean, I was tuned in when we were recording. Yeah. Um, but not entirely. <laughs> I was kind of tuned in when we were recording. I was very tuned in when we were writing. And partially tuned in when we were recording. And when we were performing, I was out to lunch. I was Just towards the end or the whole time? <laughs> a lot of the time. Because yeah. I, just because I didn't, like, like I was playing the organ. I guess when I was playing organ, I was more tuned in. Yeah. But, um, because I was playing, I I didn't really care that much at the bass. The bass parts were, you know, not that big a deal. I would just sort of tack them on, and yeah. so, um, so when we're performing, it's, you know, there was plenty of energy being provided by the band, and I didn't feel sort of any responsibility to provide any. And I'm just not gonna. I'm not like a showman. Yeah. So I would sort of, you know, not really perform. I just sort of would stand there. <laughs> Are, are, do you do you have less ownership over a song when it's not like solely a product of you and oh, you're yeah. not singing it and definitely also when you're in a, it's also <clears throat> when you're in a group you're like there's yeah there's a shared responsibility yeah. so there's it's a strange thing you know yeah. like I, I I you know Matt who's drummer and Ham my cousin the yeah. singer there's they had a lot more responsibility live than than the rest of us because they really had to it was a very physical thing that yeah. they were doing and they that's what people wanted to see they wanted to see Matt play the drums and they wanted to see Ham sing because they're tremendous um, so it l- took a lot of a lot of pressure off me because <laughs> people didn't want to see me stand, stand there and play the bass you, you felt like one of these like one of those backup players in the E Street band just yeah, sort of standing exactly. in the back of the stage so it was very, it was very relaxing oh they're close uh oh okay we're getting the close side <laughs> So we, we've we've moved locations to almost directly across the street. Um, you you were telling me when we left off that uh, you were sort of like going through the motions at one point. Well, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I, I guess I'm. Yeah, I just felt like just the, the difference in the way how I guess I just noticed how when when I'm up there when I now I perform by myself a lot of the time, and I have to be. It's just I can't even compare it to what what I was doing in the Walkman, just because there's so much. First of all, because I, I have the microphone and I'm you know singing and talking, yeah. and uh, which is totally different. Uh, and you really have to relate, especially when you're by yourself. You really have to. You have a huge responsibility to relate to the audience, and if you yeah. don't, then you lose them, and then you it's, it's hell. It's hell. But, but also you know you you start the solo thing, you get out there and like. I assume there's a bunch of kids in the audience for some of these. Right. right? Yeah. Some of the. Yeah. I, I did a, when I first put out the record. I did like some kids shows, um, but they're hard. They're, I, I, I learned pretty quick that I, that it wasn't the right place for me. Yeah. Just because the kids are, they're talking through the whole show. They're. I mean, I should have known. I just didn't occur to me. Yeah. Well, you have kids. <laughs> right. But but also you know it's. Especially, especially you were doing it when you were doing it when it first came out. It's like they don't know these songs. Like, right. what what does a kid care? A kid wants a song that that, that they know, and they want like, they want like a big big yeah. show and blah blah blah. So yeah. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a match made in heaven. So yeah, I stopped doing those, and but this, but then I started doing my kids songs. For, I would open for like singer songwriter types and yeah. do like um, you know do my kids songs in front of like regular adult audience, like a seated audience is what I really love. Yeah. And you know they thought they were funny, and I could, it, it worked well. So I, I loved doing that. When I first did that, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the most fun thing 
ever. Do you have to be a little self-effacing? You have to be like, oh, this totally, is yeah. this is a kid song. Like you, just yeah. before when I start I, singing, I the have songs to explain everything. Zoo. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have to explain everything. So I, when I got up, I t- would tell them like, you know, I was in a yeah. band forever and I had kids and I made a kids record. Yeah. And so I'm going to play you some of the songs. And so and so you, they that they they makes people curious a little bit and then. The, Something on a good show, they they really they really like it. They yeah. listen to all the words and they laugh, and it's really really fun. You said it took you a while to put that record together, or, or at least to sort of figure out what you were doing with it. It did, yeah. I mean, I had to get a lot of really, like I was saying, a lot of really bad bad yeah. ideas out of my system. Um, how how long was the time period from? You know, it was actually between the time I started writing it right when right before when my right when my wife on a maternity leave so right yeah right when my, my first daughter was born yeah and I, it was mastered the day it was master final master was sent to me the day that my second daughter was born and they're 15 months apart so it was 15 months I guess yeah. it's not that long um were, were you I mean was it, it was clear that that you were definitely going to keep doing music when the band sort of I guess went on hiatus and then stayed I mean, on hiatus I mean, I, it was already under my, the record was, or at least yes. Yeah, I, I knew I was. I was already writing songs, so I was trying to figure out what to do with them. But no, that was not totally clear. I don't, you know, it's music business is hard, and yeah. I had, I had no idea and what to family. expect. And I have a family, yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, I probably, I don't, you know, it was a hard. It's hard, <laughs> you know. I, and my my wife, I thankfully my wife was like. She wasn't like get a job, honey. She no, she wasn't. She was the opposite. She was the opposite. So she told me like, you, you, "This is what you do. You have to do this." And she really liked the kids' song. So yeah. she was like, "Just do. You have to do this. You have to do the kids' record." I, 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 I almost hate asking this question, but were, were you thinking about Plan B? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I didn't think that. Uh, yeah, no. I, I mean, when you're in a band, you 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 always know, especially when you're in like a rock and roll band. You yeah. know, in the back of your mind, everybody's in a rock and roll. Band, I think probably knows in the back of their mind that unless you're hugely successful, that at some point you're not going to do it anymore because you're going to be too old to be in a rock and roll band yeah. with your pals, yeah. like driving all over the place. It's just so you're always thinking of Plan B. Um, it's just like you can't. It's hard to act on it until you actually break up. Um, so I had thought, you know. I applied, actually, I applied to architecture school at one point, like in oh, 2006. Wow. We started feeling like the Walkman were done, yeah. just because people stopped liking us, and we, it seemed like, I don't know, <laughs> it seemed like we were in trouble. That was, you still, the band still had a, a while to go after that. No, we did, we did. Yeah. We, had, we started working really hard. We were like, I think it was because it felt like it was about to sink, and suddenly everybody's like, hold on, we do care about this, let's work hard and write some stuff. How do you, like, when does that start occurring to you? When you realize that, like, maybe, like... If you feel like people aren't as into you as they once were. Well, we put out a record, that record called 100 Miles Off. It was like our third record. And we just sort of, everybody was moving around. It, it was, it, we didn't, the first two records we worked really hard writing them all together. And it yeah. was really, whatever, whatever. They, it was, it was, it was a lot of work. And um, the third one, we were touring a lot when we were writing it. And some of the guys moved to Philly at that point, And it was, it was, we didn't, we lost our focus entirely. And we, yeah. we sort of rushed it out. Um, and it wasn't any. It was. It just wasn't very good, and people didn't like it because it wasn't very good. And then is, I mean, point, is that something you figured out like in hindsight, or at the time was it clear that like this isn't the best you could do? I think we realized pretty quick that it wasn't that yeah. great. I think we. 
I remember liking it. I remember like, this is good. Yeah. You know, but I feel like with the other ones, I think then I realized like, hold on. But with the other ones, I was like, wow, this is like really, we're really doing great stuff here. And with the, with the third one, it's kind of like, okay, well, this is a good record. Like people are like this, you know, this is good. We've done a good job. But it wasn't good. It, or it wasn't good enough. And so, yeah, that definitely caused a little a problem. Yeah. And we, it was hard, you know, because it's hard to support five guys and families. Sure. So, so I think we all were like, Scared. We're like, well, this, we're screwed. Like, and we don't, we don't. Nobody, none of us are qualified to do anything else. So, we, we didn't. Ever, we never talked about it. We talked about it a little bit, but it was kind of like suddenly we're like, okay, we're working hard again. And it was like, well, okay, we're working really hard. Yeah. And then it was, it was great. It, it felt really good. And then we did our You and Me record, which was a very different kind of record for us, uh, and it felt very satisfying. I mean, is, is the feeling that, like, you know, I mean, obviously, like, being in a rock and roll band should be fun, and then once it's not fun anymore, that maybe it's not really worth doing? Yeah, I mean, but it... But once it feels like a job, I guess? But they're all... Just, but when it's a creative thing, there's yeah. always a... There's always like the magic of the creative side of it, which yeah. which makes which makes you want to keep doing it. Which but but is, you lost that for a little while, right? Well, no, no, because there's, I, I think we lost the, the the ability to do it together and to really yeah. make great stuff. But the, I think the drive to the excitement of coming up with stuff, no, that never really went away. And that, but the rest of it is hard. The rest of being a, a part of, for me at least, the rest of being a band is, is no fun at all, you know. And, and for the other guys too. I mean, they, it's, it's it's hard. Touring is especially when you're older when you have kids. Touring. I didn't have really have kids during the touring stuff, um, but it's hard, you know. And it's tour. It's a lot of travel. and It's exhausting. And it, it, aside from being away from your family, though, is it fun now? Is fun it, now. Yeah. Yes. I just did a tour this summer for like a month by myself in a rental car, and it was like. It's like the greatest month of my yeah. life. I mean, it was really, really so fun. Just because it's so new for me, and yeah. I, and I, I do, I am really proud of my songs. So it's it's really fun for me to play them. For you know, it's fun to be in a place where nobody knows who, any. Not that I'm famous, or not that the Walkman were famous, but like, just like not to have any of my friends. I'm they always, they I'm didn't always, come for you. They didn't they come came for me. The they band. came for somebody else. Yeah. I have no friend. I'm always surrounded by all my friends. Right? Yeah. All, you know, it's nice to be, have no friends. No, fan, no, nobody there who knows me, in the whole place, and to like try to get your songs across is really fun. But when it's some of the sh- not all the shows are great at all. Yeah. Uh, so it's, sometimes it's mortifying, but uh, it was I, it was great. I loved it. Well, this is this is a thing that I talk about a lot with uh, when 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 I interview comedians is the um, that there's nobody when there's nobody else to blame, right? And things go wrong. Yeah, you know what do you do? I mean, you know, right. like you know, when you're in a band, it's like, oh well, you exactly. know, he had an off night, or at least like I, or even I can have an off night because there's you know three or four other guys there. Right. But you can't do that with just you. Right. No, not at all. It's all on you for sure. And also, like that's like headlining a show. Do when I, I don't headline very many shows, but I'll do like a New York show. But you know, if there's people don't come, if you're up there by yourself and nobody has come to see you, it's. It, it, it's horrible. Yeah. And but if it's the five, if it's five guys, your five old pals, then like you just don't give a shit. You like screw around, and it's just kind of funny, and you're done with it. And you, I, I, you wouldn't, we wouldn't feel anything. No, there'd be a little bit of like. Sometimes we'd look out of the room, and there's like not that many people there, and we're yeah. like, okay, this, this is not gonna be that fun. But whatever, we don't care. But when yeah. it's my stuff, I think it's so personally. <laughs> so do you, Do you get a chance to? to try things out a little bit more on stage when it's just you? 
Yeah, it's nice to be able to do whatever you want. It's nice yeah. to be able to play whatever's. But I get nervous, you know. So I have to. I write out my stuff. You still list. get nervous. Oh yeah, when yeah. I'm doing my own stuff. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I guess standing in front of people and singing is very different. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is very different, and I'm definitely not like a great singer. I can't like. That's the other thing. I have to like. I have to like. I, if people aren't listening, if people can't hear the words or aren't listening to all the words, then I totally lose them because I yeah. have no. I can't like just sing a line. People are like, ah, listen to that. You know, it's just <laughs> I, sound, yeah. I can't do that. You yeah. know, I have no, I, I just don't do that. I can't do that. Um, so I have to, I definitely have to like. That's why I have explained my songs before I play it. They know like the setting. They know exactly what I'm going to talk about, and then I play it, and they're like, yeah. okay, I know exactly what he's talking about. Um, but if they stop paying attention, then it's. Stuff. Because then I'm up there singing some stupid song about rattlesnakes, and I'm like, who is this idiot? Like, what's going on? Yeah, it is. I mean, God, yeah. I mean, if it's if it is a situation, I mean, you're, you're playing a singer songwriter, so maybe it's a little bit different. But you know, I assume that you get to, you know, you, you're you're playing in like a, a bar or a nightclub or whatever, and like, you know, there's drunk people there, and they come in, and some dude is standing on stage singing about rattlesnakes or right. going to the zoo, and that's like. Right, they're, they're, they're just they're, they're might not you just can't really break through. Right, no, I know. Yeah, that's why I try to. Open, that's why I like playing seated places. Yeah. places where people are captive. I really love playing seated places because it's just they can't start. And also, I like making it clear that at the beginning that they have to be quiet. <laughs> but sometimes it doesn't work. I'm not yeah. like a professional at all. Yeah, um, people don't like being shushed. Right. Yeah. No, my. But yeah, I really, I really do love it. It's really fun. It's it's fun. It's actually like I when I, I uh, one of the times I went to go see Jonathan Richmond at um, uh, I think it was still North Six at the time, and he like I remember like, I remember it was like like hundred degrees in there, and he he made the venue shut off the air conditioning. Oh right, he has all sorts of right. I've heard yeah. stuff like that. Like <clears throat> he brings his own go. PA system, I think too. Oh really? Yeah. I heard that he brings. Even back when you could smoke in bars, he he he, he made a lot of this, you couldn't smoke at his shows, and he'd yeah. bring his own PA, and he's he has all sorts of little. Things. And you can't, but 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 I assume that you like understand that in a way. Maybe you didn't when you were in a rock band. Why why he's so specific about that? Yeah, like you need, you, you almost need to like set the tone in a way. Yeah, I mean it, it is very different like, in the environment. Matter, like I just remember going on that tour. I would go. I could you could tell by the layout of the club. If whether or not it's kind of a good show. If there's like a bar area that's yeah. separate, then I would often like be in trouble because people over there would start talking and then yeah, it would yeah, sort yeah. of Whopped over. But if yeah. it's like they're stuck with me, and I can get them to listen at the beginning, and hear so my they'll little, just shut up and they're and they can't leave, then it'll be a good show. Yeah, exactly. That's what it comes down to right. And those after when I got a stage after those shows, I was like the happiest guy in the world. But yeah. sometimes I'd just be like, get me out of here. When when did you? I mean, you know, you said before that you obviously you had you had doubts, and like, of course you would. Like, you're going out on your own. Like, when did you know that it was going to be okay? At what point did you realize, like, oh, well, maybe this thing, being a solo artist is going to be okay? Um, well, last fall, like just about this time last fall, I was so bummed because I was like, okay, this didn't, it's not working. <laughs> you know, because I think so. People, so the kids' album was out. Kids' right? album, kids' album came out in May, and yeah. it got good press. People yeah. seemed to like it, and like. I was feeling very good about the, the press that I got, um, but it, that doesn't add up to being able to go do shows or doesn't add up to making a living at all. Yeah. Uh, and then I started getting like lights. People started licensing my songs for various things, uh, and that has. And once that started happening, I was suddenly like, okay, this is fantastic. I'm making a living. I'm doing better than I did in the Walkman. 
and I am like the happiest guy in the fucking yeah. world. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, it's like, it's you know, who knows how long it'll last. And 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 you didn't want to be the guy who, who makes kids music forever. No, I mean, no, I didn't really. That more that record was just sort of like an idea that I it was just a sort of creative project, you know. Yeah. I, no, I didn't. I knew I wasn't going to go on like to do a kid, do a kids performer or anything but, like that. But it, I mean, it must be a little tempting. Like you know, you you have these successes, and and again, like once you figure out some magical way to get like TV shows and movies to play your music, like right. it's got to be tempted to just kind of keep doing that for a while. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually have a well, I, yeah, but I just I, I think I don't want to call make it so it's so kiddie though. But like yeah. the first record, there were, like there were, I, I was maybe. There were some of the songs where I really was like to change words and really made it so it was a kid's thing, yeah. where, where the songs didn't necessarily have to go in that direction. Um, so I don't think I want to do that again. I, I think I would want to make it just more of like a what it like more like a Jonathan Richmond record, more yeah. where it's just like it's for anybody to interpret however the hell they want. So at what point? At what point does the painting thing start coming into it? Uh, I don't know. I just wanted. I, I was trying to figure after I did the record. I. Was, I um, I just was trying to figure out what I wanted to write about. Yeah. I, you needed, but you needed another project again. Yeah, exactly. So I was like in my living room, and I just saw I like all a collection of like art books, whatever, from like just yeah. my travels. And then I was like, uh, maybe, and I was like an art history major in college. I was like, maybe it'd be f- just the idea of writing an art album about art history for some reason just seemed really funny. It just seemed like such a. It just seemed funny to me. Like, okay, I I can write about like. Painters that I like, but like I imagine. Imme- okay, thank you. Right. I just imagined writing about like sort of stuffy no old. I know, sort of stuffy old painters and like it just, I just imagined it, that it would be funny, and it seemed like. And I also really loved it. I really love art, and I really like. It just it just seemed like I could make it. I could I could imagine the jokes, and I could also imagine how I could make make it sort of whatever sweet too. What is what's uh, what's funny about making a record about painting painters? I don't know. I can't really. I don't know. I, but no. when I tell my friends, like I saw this friend the other night, and he's like, "So are you doing another kids record?" I was like, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not a kids record." But it's like, I was like, "It's about art history." And he's like, "Ah, oh, that's funny." So just the, like the, the mere act that you're doing that is the act of doing that yeah, seemed funny, funny yeah. yeah. And then and then I could immediately sort of imagine songs and like it just sort of just I don't know. It just felt right. Yeah. Yeah. I, is the, the the job song, is that is that based on actual jobs? Oh yeah, that's yeah. all totally real. I actually wrote that one on tour okay. when, I, when I was on tour this summer. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all totally. Exactly, I, was, I was thinking about that because like specifics are all totally true. Yeah, but but you know when we're talking about like you know about thinking about your plan B, it's like well the, I guess those were the last actual jobs. The last job I had right? was yeah the cloisters yeah. So is was that that was during the Walkman. But was that part of why you were kind of like thinking about that a little bit as you were like having that moment of like maybe? No, what else it was I just do? literally. I just thought I was like. Yeah. I, I think I was watching like Dave. Watched some show. You know when you have like whatever Dave Letterman interviewing Julia Roberts or sure. something, and she's like, he's like, what? You know, and she starts talking about like jobs she had before yeah, she was yeah, an yeah. actress, and yeah. it's always funny. And it's always I always think of my dad talking about jobs he had like in restaurants, and they're always. I just thought it'd be funny to write about jobs I had. Were you? Were, were you? Concerned about like I, I just like I would feel, I don't know I feel like in, in terms of, like people putting things under a microscope like writing an album about art history that's 
something people get very snobby about. Right, no, I mean, you're I able to have fun with it. I mean, yeah, and the, the, it, again, it's a little bit like Jonathan Richmond, where he can just be like... Right. You mean I'm worried that like real art historians... Yeah, would be like, Who is this we're worried talking? about not being like a real art historian and writing an album about art history. No, not really, because, no, because I tried to come at it from just, like, my personal experience with art, like, things that I, yeah. that I, like. there's no questioning how I feel about certain things, about certain yeah. art, so writing about that is totally genuine, and even, and, and there's nothing, there can be nothing academic about it at all. I, you know, I was never, for, for whatever reason, I never, like, kind of connected to it, and, like, this is going to sound weird, but, you know, like, listening to some of like the John Richard songs about like Van Gogh I'm like you know it's there's there's something about how or like Vermeer or something how he can sort of translate that visceral feeling into a song uh-huh. that made me want to go out and look at these paintings and uh-huh. figure out like what is this connection that he's having that I'm not having uh-huh. and he's, he's able to and I think that's what's so effective about it is, right. yeah, is, yeah. is you know finding a way to just take whatever that feeling you feel when you look at a painting and creating a song. Right, totally. That's what, exactly what I wanted to do. You said it much better than I do. But yeah, that's totally exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then to, but not to be too serious about it. You know, it just yeah. seemed like I wanted to make sure that it told stories that were, had Joe, I don't know, I just wanted it to be funny too. Yeah, I mean, that, that's sort of the thing that kind of, I think, kills like painting for a lot of people or classical art for a lot of people. It's the thing that kills um, classical music for a lot of people is taking it and putting it in a museum and treating it like this this precious thing and it's right. harder to have a personal connection with that totally yeah I mean exactly that's why like I remember going to see like what like oh, I have a song about Michelangelo and I go to see like the Michelangelo yeah. David and I remember like all that anybody that is there is saying is like this is the most famous sculpture in the whole yeah. world and it's very hard to have like a moment with it but I do distinctly remember seeing it and being having like this okay this is like the most famous piece of art in the yeah. entire universe um, and then but being able to have that connection is, is incredible you know there you go that was Walter Martin thanks so much to Walter for taking the time to do that uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview I hope it it was reasonably cohesive um, I, I don't know. Maybe I should have done a disclaimer at the beginning of this one. It was we. Um, so so we, we met in Manhattan after uh, after work for me and, and after practice for him. Um, and it was it was like I think like right before seven o'clock when we uh, we sat down at a, a coffee shop. Um, and we got over the over the course of the interview, we got kicked out of two separate coffee shops. Not because we were being like annoying or or horrible, but because uh, they both closed down. One of them closed at, uh, at at seven, I believe, and the other closed at, at seven thirty, which is just you know really. I, I, I don't know. I guess you shouldn't drink caffeine that late, but still seemed kind of uh, you know bizarre in uh, in, in in Manhattan. But uh, hope, hopefully, hopefully that uh, still cut together nicely uh thanks to brian for working his his, his magic on that uh and uh, you know thanks again to, to martin for sitting down i really really enjoyed that conversation and um i'm gonna be totally honest you know before uh i was offered up the interview i wasn't very familiar you know, I, you know of course i'd heard the the walkman but i wasn't very familiar with uh with walter's solo work and um 
uh, I sat down and listened to his his kids' record. We're all young together, which is really wonderful. Um, you know, even as, as somebody who uh, does not have any children that that he knows of, um, really just terrific and and very very listenable record. Lots of uh, cool guests on there. Highly highly recommended. Um, and then the new album, which is coming out next week, Arts and uh, Arts and Leisure, is is also really terrific. Um, He's, you know, we, we talked a bit about uh, Jonathan Richmond over the course of that conversation because he, um, you know, a, a very clear influence on his work in terms of some of the kind of childlike themes uh, on his last record and on this. Um, I, it really, I thought it was funny that he, he kind of sat down and, and thought that, you know, he was, he was maybe doing something that, uh, that nobody else had done as far as singing about uh, painters, which... You know, clearly is something that, uh, that Jonathan Richmond has been doing since Modern Lover Days. Uh, but a great, great record nonetheless. So thanks so much to him. Uh, thanks to Ray from Shorefire for uh, for setting that up and for alerting me to Walter's solo music, solo work, which is uh, terrific. Uh, thanks to uh, Brian. Or thank Brian. Thanks to um, everybody at the uh, Boing Boing Podcast Network. If you liked what you heard here, many other fine podcasts, you can check those out at boingboing.net or over at iTunes. And while you're at iTunes, you should take the opportunity to to rate the show if you liked what you heard. Uh, thanks everyone who has rated us recently, uh, back up to five stars. So that one just terrible person who gave us one star a while ago, uh, thankfully, um, their uh, their efforts have been thwarted. Uh, but please rate us at this. That's part of how we can reach out and, and talk to people and get some uh, really great interviews for the show if, it, you know, if there's lots of ratings over there and it's clear that people are listening uh, what else follow us on Tumblr that's riwildcast.tumblr.com uh, if you have any feedback it's riwildcast at gmail.com um uh, what else facebook.com that's another dot com if uh, you can like us over there I think that's about all I got so uh, we will be back just about this time next week with another episode of R.I.Y.L. <laughs>